What's up, Painless Flipping Podcast listeners? Before we dive into today's episode, I've got something special for you. Recently, I had the pleasure of joining an amazing podcast, and I wanted to share that conversation with you all. It's a fantastic discussion you won't want to miss. So without further ado, let's jump into that crossover episode and hear what we had to say. Enjoy. Welcome to Money is Funny, where we have a relaxed and important conversation about money, life, and how we can make the best decisions of both. I'm Michael Anthony with my faithful co-host Armando. Armand Kroon, baby, with the financial effect. Yes, sir. And today's topic is talking business partnerships, working together as co-workers. Can we cohabit? Wow, can we cohabitate together? The cohesiveness. And the top, and uh, this will show you that money is definitely funny. Armando, how you doing, bro? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm, I, you know, to be honest with you, you know, our co-workerness is day to day sometimes. So I'll yeah, be yeah. really interested to see how Nathan is doing with his co-worker because, you know, I'll be ready to kill you some days. But, you know, it's all good. Yeah. I love you. I know how you feel about the subject. This is, <laughs> part two. this is kind of part two on the same topic. So, you know, we're going to go ahead and squeeze some more of that fruitful juice out of this, <laughs> out of this lemon, you know what I'm saying? The black and the fairy, baby. <laughs> Man, I got to be honest with you. I'm not, I don't know if you've never done it. Yo, I'm on. Uh, I'm doing the. Uh, I'm, 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 my man asked me to do uh, the carnivore challenge with him. We're doing the carnivore diet. You ever done it? You ever heard of it? I know. You know how I feel about meat. I know how you feel about meat, and that's all there is. And then there's no sugar either. You can't have any sugar. And I was like, yo, I just had a hot. You know, I'm just had. You know, this hot meal. And then I looked at my gum. I can't even chew gum. I've never. My whole years of living on earth, I've never gone a day without sugar. You didn't ask me how I'm doing, and I'm kind of upset about that. I wanted to vent and tell you how upset I am without any sugar. <laughs> I ain't had any sugar. I actually, I, I, I kind of hurt. Good. That's how us, you look like candy to me right now. <laughs> I look like candy, milk chocolate. Uh, I actually heard Jordan Peterson, uh, who wrote the 12 rules. I forget what the 12 rules is uh but jordan peterson was talking about how all he does is eat meat and that diet and how he hated it um yeah. Uh, but yeah that, that's like the first first time i even heard of it and that actually sounds miserable you know that sounds miserable to me i'm sure it sounds great to other people uh it's, just sitting there eating meat all day but with all you think about all i could do is eat bacon but you're like yo after bacon twice you're like yo where's the avocado can i get a green bean can i get a uh, asparagus? Can I get a pop tart? Can I get some? Can I get some variety in my life? This is just boring. So, so you you are doing the meat challenge? I'm going to do it with him, man. He asked me to do it. I'm like, yo. He's like, do it with me as long as you can. I'm like, two hours. Sounds 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 to me like you need to be able to tell your friends no more often because I'll be hey, like, yo, yo. The power of no is always good. Yeah, I would tell you no because there is no there's not enough ways to spruce up chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it Asian style with a little soy sauce and put some hoisin. I'm gonna get in some hoisin. Grill it, fry it, grill it. Like there's only so many ways, and then I'm done. Bubba gump it. You, uh, hey, what? After a while, after a while, you're like, yo, I'm done, son. I'm definitely done. I'm definitely and, done. And, and the funny thing is, uh, you know, one person uh, said this. The only reason why we like meat is because we usually season it with vegetables and herbs and stuff. Amen. So, less than you wouldn't really like it. So, because for for me to work, you have to have partnerships. You see how I just did that? Yeah, partnerships, and you have to these these green beans 
and these are the co-workers of the meat, son. <laughs> I like the way you did that. I like the way you did that. I'm going to have to disagree with you on on that with my, my plant-based diet and go with it. But, uh, uh, you know. No, you're not having just one plant. You're having multiple plants. Oh, you da- you daggone right. I don't say it needs okay, just broccoli. Can- yeah, they, they got to coexist with other things on my plate, other seasonings and things of that nature. So Partnership. It's a partnership. Speaking of right. partnerships. Can we give, can we talk to our guest? I mean, I'm sure our guest has plenty of things to talk about as far as partnership, let alone what has, what his, I want to know what his diet is too. Absolutely. So we got Nathan coming up. He grew up in the suburbs of Atlanta, Georgia, but currently lives in Salt Lake City, Utah, where he runs his business. After graduating from high school, Nathan went on a two-year mission for his church. After his mission, he went to college at BYU, where he met his business partner, Corey. Nathan worked uh, in door-to-door sales until he decided uh, to get into real estate after graduating college. He had no prior experience in real estate, but decided to learn by trial and error. Four years now, he is now a co-owner of Offer on Homes, his real estate investing company and Investor Thrive, a company dedicated to helping people succeed not only in real estate, but in personal lives as well. And without further ado, let me make him big. Make hey, my call. Hey, oh, hey, real estate Nate. I like sexy Nate. Real estate Nate, sexy Nate, whatever you. Nate the great. Nate, real estate Nate, whatever you guys want. <laughs> two, two, two quick questions before Armand gets into it. Uh, Let's get it. Uh, Nate, he was reading at like a fifth grade level, right? He did all right, bro. Okay. <laughs> hey, Nate, Nate ain't gonna clown me on my show, dog. Hey, 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 and two, and two, who has the best? I mean, I'm, I know you're from Georgia and you're also in Salt Lake. Out of the two places, who has the best food? Oh, for sure, Georgia. You know what I'm saying? For sure. What's the go to? What's the go to thing to eat in Georgia? Like, what do you miss? What do you miss? Like, I like. I know this might be weird, guys, but I like, I miss the Waffle House. They don't have the Waffle House in in, in Utah. They don't have that out here. You know why? Because they don't have any fighting in Utah. <laughs> you guys know Waffle House. The All-Star Slam, Slam, the Grand Slam, that's good stuff. Yeah. And, and, and this, there's a choke slam that comes with that. There's a choke slam with that. You know, come for the waffles. Choke slam, yep. Come for the waffles, stay for the knuckle fights. I mean, Nate, when you said Waffle House, all these nostalgic memories just came flooding into my brain. Oh, heck, gosh. heck, yeah. That waitress, that waitress that comes in and cleans the table with that dirty rag, and you're like, hmm. <laughs> That's even dirtier than the table was. You know, you know you're gonna get a good meal. You know you're gonna get a good meal. Yeah, yeah. When the service is terrible, the food is bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you know, you know, I went to school, Nate. I went. To, well, you don't know this, but I went to school in New Orleans. Oh, so man. after going to school in New Orleans, with and living there for four years, all food pales in comparison. Oh gosh. To to that, some people like to say New York has it on point, but you know, I live in sunny San Diego. Uh, it does not even compare. So I know you're living out here in the Western states with me, and it, you know, it definitely has their perks of yeah. reasons why I like them maybe better. But mm-hmm. food, just not one of them. <laughs> I hear you, man. Yeah. So no, totally get that. And by the way, uh, congratulations on doing the the uh, meat diet. You know, that's that takes a lot of dedication. Uh, good luck. That sounds hey, I'm, tough. I'm, I'm, I'm four hours in. I got <laughs> Don't congratulate me yet. Like, like, like he said, lots of dedication. Yeah, but I mean, 
check, check back with me at 7 p.m. See where I'm at. Yeah, man. I, I meal prepped last week and I made like five chicken breasts that I would eat every day. And I don't ever want to see chicken ever again. And I was eating other stuff with it. So, of course, of course. Man. Yeah, totally, totally. I would never. I would have never thought there would be a diet where someone would be sneaking a green bean. <laughs> what you doing yeah. with that broccoli? Get out of here with that broccoli. <laughs> yeah, bro, or like a nice juicy apple or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now y'all are trolling me now. Let's 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 get into the subject. Let it just just let's, trim go off your chin a little bit. The juice. I hate you. I hate you. Right. I, hate, I hate you. I hate you, man. So Nate, quick. Uh, so you got a business partner. How did you go about picking him as your business partner? Like. Tell me the history. You know, it was really interesting. Uh, right when I was in college, he was my he was my good friend, you know. And and uh, after college, you know, I, I was doing the door to door thing, like I told you guys in my intro. And my buddy, uh, we graduated, and he was doing uh, tech sales, right? And while we were in college, he would do lease options. His dad was a whole, wholesaled a lot, sold a lot of properties. So I was like, man, I'm tired of knocking doors, go, moving from. Su- place to place in the summers because that's how door-to-door is you go every summer to like a new area so i was like man i'm tired of that but what's the next best thing you know for me in my opinion i'm a sales guy what can i do real estate so i basically reached out to him say hey dude your dad does wholesaling you did a little bit in college like quit your job and let's go for it and that's pretty much uh how it started so how did i pick my partner well i just picked someone i liked and i was like hey you have some experience let's go let's do it awesome Awesome. I like the fact that you called him and told him you quit. Hey, quit your job. Yeah, come with like, me. I know you don't. I was like, I know you don't want to do that. Let's go. That, puts, <laughs> that quitting your job gives that type of urgency to really make things work. Because yeah. I feel like something, something Eddie Murphy has said in a uh, in a in an interview was talking about. Oh, he never had a backup plan. Like same thing mm-hmm. with Trevor Smith, aka Buster Rhymes. He said the same thing. He never had a backup plan. Same thing for Eminem. I'm I'm big in the rap. Yeah, but, uh, there was just a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people never had a backup plan because this has to work. And right. would you feel like that type of urgency of saying let's quit your job and you having the gall <laughs> to tell your buddy to quit his job? <laughs> Yo, I gotta be real with you guys. I I can't I, can't, I gotta shoot you straight. Both our wives had jobs at the time. So. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it I is. I was wondering. It was going to be my next question. I was like, were they married? Were they yeah, married? Yeah, we're married. So our wives had jobs. So the, the security was – I'm a pretty frugal guy. He's pretty frugal. So we knew, like, oh, hey, yeah. if it wasn't going to work out, like, we, we'd be all right, right? So Behind every I'm, strong friendship is another strong two women. <laughs> now, now, well, so, so you know, I, I know this isn't the topic, but, you know, there is a partnership in marriage. So, you know, ain't nothing worse than a man who ain't bringing no money home. Were you getting a little bit of side eye for a while there, like when you were trying to build this up? Well, the good thing about it was uh, when I was doing door-to-door sales, I had made a lot. So I had a lot that was safe. Yeah. So she really didn't give me any any problems because money wasn't an issue. at the at, Wasn't an issue. Does that mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. so, so, you got, so you got into real estate and you was able to build that up pretty quickly. Right. Uh, before you ran out of money or whatever the case may be. And so For that sure. dynamic didn't change too much. She no. didn't in going broke mother. <laughs> but hey, I will be real. Um, you know, it hasn't always been great, right? It's been ups and downs, roller coasters, deals. Not through. Talk about it. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, the side eye is a real thing, you know, and whether or not she wants to, you know, say that or not or any, but that's just how people are. You know, it's like, Hey, you, you doing this, you know, I got to see results and it's been up and down, but that's, I, that's entrepreneurship, you know? 
And I think real people that actually truly love you hold you accountable to your word. Yeah. Because if people didn't really care, they wouldn't even ask about, hey, how's your deal going on? How What's going on? I haven't seen any progress. But people that do care, they're like, hey, what's going on? They're going to have some questions for you. For sure. And if you're not able to answer those questions, you pretty much didn't make the right decision to go about that. Yeah. This oh, is your buddy. This is your buddy from college. Y'all got to have some butt heads. Yeah. Well, well before we get into that, though, I, I will say this. So y'all, mm-hmm. I know you guys are button heads, mm-hmm. but also with the wife dynamic, because I know when I was an entrepreneur, when you're talking to people outside of entrepreneurship, they don't really understand what it is that you're doing. They don't mm-hmm. understand the numbers. And so you're trying to explain to your individual wives and, you know, they don't really know what money's coming in, what deals are coming, what broke, whatever. They don't, you can explain it to them, but it's because they don't live it. But now you have this partner who, yes, you might butt heads with, but there's a whole other dynamic. Uh, so tell me, like, how who is in charge of what? Who has the gift of this? Who has the gift of that? And how have y'all been able to navigate this so that other people who are thinking of partnering up can maybe do a better job, if you will, if you're going to partner with somebody? Yeah, man. I mean, I have, I would say I have the gift of being outgoing, um, you know, uh, the gab, gift of gab. I mean, if you met my business partner, he's pretty much the opposite of me. He's very chill you know, like can't be, uh, like I, I experience highs and lows in my, uh, my attitude, not my attitude, but like in my feelings and like how I, how I live life. Like I'm very like this, you know, like I'm excited one day and next day I'm like, man, I, I keep my mindset straight, but I, I do feel like the ups and downs. Right. But he's like very even keel, like, you know, nothing can sway him. So that's been really helpful for our relationship is just his attitude of being like, Hey, we got to keep going. Even though we're running into hard times, like we just got to stay consistent. Right. So that's like his superpower is to be, you know, even keel, relaxed, like always uh, being, um, you know, consistent, right? With his his emotions. Me, mine's been outgoing, but also, you know, been up and down. So that's why our partnership has worked well as uh, the emotions, right? As an entrepreneur, emotions, like some people, if they get sued or if they something crazy happens, they're ready to shut down the business immediately, right? They're like, hey, let's shut it down. But uh, for us, like when things have gone crazy, like, we are we're pretty we're pretty good at staying like you know consistent even though things have happened and and will continue to happen that's just how it is so okay now how long you guys been working together uh four years now four years four years and so what is your main role in the company and what is his main role in the company so up until about uh uh eight months ago we were both he was basically running the operations of the wholesaling real estate business and i was running the sales team and training and closing deals. So I would do like the the sales and he would just make sure everything ran in the background. And then um, I went off and started Investor Thrive so I could teach people, you know, how to get deals, uh, how to master the sales process to get more deals with less leads. And I've uh, been doing that. So he's taken over the uh, wholesaling business, the real estate business, and I'm doing this over here. But uh, so that's kind of how we split it up and how it's been able to work. Okay. Okay. So yeah, basically you got y'all's own individual balls. And and you own your own little court, but you guys got to come together at some point to figure out the vision, growth, where you guys are trying to go. Have y'all come together and put that together? Like what goals you're trying to obtain, how big you want the company? Like, yeah. So for the wholesaling business, like our goal is to just consistently do multiple deals a month. Right. Okay. Um, 
but for like investor drive, it's get like a certain amount of students. But it is interesting as a partnership, like where we used to work more together, we're, we kind of like do our own thing now, which, you know, at the same time, I've talked, it's funny that we're talking about partnerships because I've talked about that with someone else today. Um, and they basically, partnerships, like sometimes they, uh, I'm not saying I'm dropping my partner on the show. I'm just saying like sometimes it doesn't make sense, right? Like, uh, you know, I'm starting to do my own thing. He's starting to do his other thing. So it's like, you know, you're getting 50-50 of this side and I'm getting 50-50 of that side. Like that doesn't really make sense. So that you also have to have conversations, like tough conversations as partners to kind of figure out like, hey, you know, this is a, I'm, you know, this isn't working or like maybe I'm doing a lot more than you are, but that's the great thing about our relationship too, as a partnership is we can have those tough conversations, those awkward conversations and come to a conclusion where, you know, there's no, no hurt feelings. Is there a yeah. certain act uh, how you go about with those difficult conversations? Like, like you guys are friends. Do you like, Hey, do you talk about it at the house or do you, you know, be like, Hey, we have, we have to have a talk. Do we yeah, that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, because the reason why I partnered with uh, my, my business partner in the first place is because like we are very o open and honest in the beginning, like full 100% trust. I know he wouldn't do anything crazy. Like he, he trusted me. So when we have to talk about some, like we actually had to talk today about our partnership, guys, like to be real, this is crazy, but we talked about it. And I just said, hey, man, I uh, let's I got to talk to you about some you, you got some time. We sat down. We actually have our weekly meeting where we talk about both companies. So oh. we talked about it there. And, you know, there was no tempers flaring, no hard feelings. It was just, you know, we needed to, uh, you know, talk a little bit more. And, um, yeah, so I think if you can start a partnership with the open and honest communication in the beginning, that's really, really important. You shouldn't be getting in a partnership with anyone that you can't be honest. And, you know, uh, there's like tension already when you talk about money or stuff like that. 100%. 100%. Yeah. After sometimes where you guys had buff heads and, quote, unquote, have fights or, like, falling outs a little bit. Man, to be honest, not really. Like he's like I told you, he's like this, right? And yeah, I'm yeah. I'm like this. So so I know how he is. So when we talk, it doesn't really get heated. Because um, you you feel him out. You already like all right. This is how I should go about this. I know he's probably not feeling that just by his mannerisms. Yeah, and, and I'm never like money has not been a problem with us. Like we, we don't, we're not like money hungry or anything. So it's, you know, when we talk about issues, like things like partnerships and splits, it's not like a, a some that he, he feels like I'm trying to take something from him cause I'm greedy. It's not like that. It's more of, you know, um, you know, I don't know just addressing concerns and problems. And like I said, we had one today went well. Uh, so yeah, it's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. It sounds to me like uh, your relationship is much like a lot of my healthy relationships with some of my guy friends where I will go out of my way not to fight with you. Like, I I, I just, if, if you think this is unfair or whatever, here, like, just yeah. fine, you know, or you, you feel like I need to do this to square this away for you, fine. One thing I'm not going to do is fight with you about money or this little yeah. square or this, that, the other uh, because you're my boy or you, you, you know, we, we go way back and, you know, I, I, I just don't want any animosity. So whatever I need to do. And as a matter of fact, I did that. I tried to do that in one of the partnerships that I had. Mm -hmm. Um, it just, you know, I had a partnership. I, I, I joined teams with a guy. He had me sign a contract that said, Hey, you know, stay for five years. I stayed the five years so that we would be cool afterwards and we still weren't cool afterwards. He still felt like I was disloyal to him because he still wanted the money. And so, yeah. you know, you know, it is tough, you know. Yeah, it, it, 
for me, turned me off to partnerships. But at the same time, it taught me a lot of lessons of kind of like you are teaching other people how to do real estate and, and sales and things of that nature. If I ever team up with somebody, I want to be more open and honest and try to do what's right with them and just kind of open up the books and say, hey, here, here it is. You know, this is how much I make. This is how much you make. Do we agree that this is fair? Yeah. Like, like, can I, uh, is, I talked to a guy, I don't know if you guys know his name, Tom Kroll. Have you ever heard of him? I feel like I have. So I had a conversation with him. He, he started the company, I think, uh, wholesaling Inc. It's like where you, it's a platform to get a bunch of like coaches on there. But anyway, we had this conversation this morning, right? Cause I'm talking to him. He's in one of my mastermind groups or I, you know, and, uh, he basically, this is, this is what he told me on the call. He's like, number seven rule of business number seven is never partner when you can hire that's what he told me and this guy's like high level right he's he he he's like made millions and millions of dollars off of coaching so he's just giving me this information as we're talking about partnerships right now he's like hey you have a partnership and he just went he told me like his opinion right so this is someone that's made it and he explained to me he's like hey look you know you're 50 50 with your partner which i am right now it's like when you're making 10 20 15 million off of your coaching in the future, you're gonna it's gonna be really hard to give that person half if it's not really involved in the business, right? So he he brought up those things, those those things that like I'm not really thinking about right now. But he's like, look, man, like you, he might be your boy, but you're not gonna be wanting to split it 50 50 again if he's not even involved. And right now he's doing the real estate and I'm doing the coaching, so he's not really involved. And we that's the conversation we had today. So is that a tough conversation to have? not really. It's, it's just common sense, man. You're, I'm not going to want to give you half or you wouldn't want to give me half if I'm not even touching it. Right. Right. So I think you just have to realize it, look in the future, which I wasn't guys like, that's the, why this conversation is cool right now. And I had earlier, it's like, you know, when you partner with someone, you got to almost understand like, Hey, if this you know, grows to this, like, you know, are we going to feel comfortable doing this? Like we need to be able to have this conversation later and it probably will still hurt later or be awkward, but that's, but and at the same time, at least you know you already had the conversation. So this ain't new. This yes. isn't new. When you went into a relationship, and eventually we'll have to tear this uh, bandaid off eventually. Yeah. Right. And I think a lot of people, and the reason why I partnered guys is because in the beginning I didn't know what I was doing, and I wanted a sense of like a partnership or security or someone that I could go into battle with where I didn't feel alone. And I think a lot of people do that in the beginning because they're like, "Hey, I maybe I don't know this, but let's do this together." Um, I, what I see for a lot of people that do, done business for a long time, they're just, they, they just rip the bandaid off and they just do it right. They've learned enough. So, um, partnerships I think are great in the beginning. Just be aware that you have to have, um, that conversation. You know, you're going to have to talk. You're going to have to have the talk and you're going to have to have open, honest communication. Will I always be in a partnership with my boy? I don't know. And I've even told them that like, Hey, it, if it doesn't make sense, no, I'm not, not cause we're not boys, but that's just how it is. So, uh, that's where I'm at, man. It's oh, that is awesome. And this is a great you guys will continue to be friends after whatever, if you guys do decide to split ways with the business ship, yeah? Yeah, 100%. Like, because, again, it's not, uh, uh, to me, it's not about the money, but it's also, like, does it make sense? Like, you're, you're let's, again, let's take it back to, you're not involved, right? So, if, if someone came into my business and was like, hey, can I have 50% for not doing anything? Like in the future, like after we do millions, I'd be like, hey, no, I can give you like 10. I can give you, you know, I can pay you out, whatever that may, whatever makes sense. And vice versa, like let's say the wholesaling business just took rock, skyrocketed and I was literally just sitting on a beach. Like I don't want 50% and you're running the whole thing. Right. I don't need 50% for that. All right, totally. 
Uh, so, Aman, Aman had a question that we were speaking about earlier. What is your uh, what is your view right now on the real estate market right now? And what is my view on the real estate market? I mean, it really depends what what market you're in. I'm in Salt Lake City. We do we've done deals nationwide. We still do deals nationwide. I think you just have to get good good deals if you're going to sell them to wholesale them, right? You have to like you can't over the last two years you've been able to just kind of sell whatever, right? Like so the inventory's been low, so people are just taking taking right. uh, their shots. But now investors or uh, flippers aren't buying crap from uh, wholesalers unless it's great a great deal. So right. my my thought is. If you're gonna keep flipping with B Flip, um, you got to do a great job because your your product, your home has to stand out from the other properties that are on the market. So you got to do a good job. No more wholesaling and putting something out there and just hoping someone gets it right. Um, so yeah, so flipping you have to do a really good job. You know, goes back to doing a really nice rehab and then wholesaling you got to get a really good discount. So now take a step back. You use this term wholesale. Not everyone knows what that is. Can you? Explain yeah. a little bit more about that. He's yeah. asking for a friend. <laughs> so wholesaling, all it is is I connect to a seller. You know, I, I tell the seller, hey, I'm planning on purchasing your property. And you you have the intention either to close on yourself or you are gonna assign your rights to in that contract. Once you get the seller to sign for two hundred thousand, you assign your rights to buy the house for two hundred thousand to an investor for two hundred and twenty thousand and you make the difference. So you're wholesaling your contract and assigning it to another buyer for a fee. And that's, that's what, um, you know, that's what wholesaling is essentially is just assigning your rights to buy something for a fee. And, uh, you, the reason why you have to get a good deal is, you know, if you get it at a price that's not low enough, no one's going to take the property, right? You're not going to be able to assign it to someone. So you have to get good deals so you can still make big spreads or, uh, you know, generous spread. Yeah. And does it help to go in cash typically? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's what, as wholesalers, that's what we do. We just say, Hey, we're going to buy your house all cash and then get the contract and then you assign it. So cash is King, right? I tell you what, in my world where, where my clients are like trying to buy home, they're like, man, somebody came in with cash and just got it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Cash. I mean, people want the easy quick close, right? They just, they don't want to wait on contingencies and all that stuff. So. Yeah. So just explain, you know, cause someone asked me that question the other day, like why is cash, more uh more attractive is because you know a lot of times even if you're using a loan or va loan things can fall out of escrow right. things can go wrong with the home inspection things of that nature and i'm trying to get my kids across country to the new school get them set up i'm trying to buy a new home and there's contingencies on buying this home so if i can get someone to come in buy cash no problems i might even take a little bit less just to get out from under it or I might be in a situation where I have this home, I've already purchased my other home, and new two mortgages is hitting uh, a little bit difficult. So, just, <laughs> so if if you're listening to this and you're wondering, you know, you know, cash, I always say cash is king. Uh, that's the reason why is because it it knocks out a lot of the hiccups that may happen. You nailed it, brother. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. Hey man, I, I, I got to deal with it on the other side. On the other side, yeah. <laughs> Explain it to the clients. Yep. So, so you, you, your thought process is regardless, because you know right now the Fed is raising interest rates, which is probably not a bad thing for you because obviously the housing market is cooling down because it's not going down super fast, but it's going down. Since you're paying in cash, that doesn't really impact you that much. 
And so there, that means there's more deals, maybe better deals, because things are sitting on the market, correct? Exactly. So the opportunity for wholesalers right now, people that are looking for deals is probably going to be greater because people can't just list their home and sell it like that like they used to. So now people are like, man, you know, I don't know if I want to list this and wait. I'll just take this off the cash offer, right? That's mm -hmm. kind of essentially like why people are getting excited as cash buyer, as wholesalers, as like cash buyers right now is because the opportunities will probably increase. But then, you know, the flip side is now flippers are like, mm, I'm gonna be a little bit more skeptical about what I buy it at. So it, it helps the, the, the people find more deals, but then you got to sell them or assign them to someone else. And the person that's paying you is like, I don't know, hold on. So that's kind of like where we're at right now. I think it will uh flippers and people that are flipping the houses will feel a little bit more confident as you know if we see a little bit with more time but uh that's that's kind of what's happening right now so one last question before i because i you know we gotta keep it tight on time but i gotta i gotta ask i gotta ask the question of so course. what's your feeling on zillow getting into the game uh how's the, how are they competing with you are they back in the game i thought they they dropped out i i heard they were getting back into the game and possibly trying to control the market you know what man bring it on zillow because uh, <laughs> yeah, man, bring it on. Other, like, there's other companies doing it too, right? Coming in with big. There's enough. I mean, people are always going to want the personal touch, right? They're going to want me to come and you know meet with them or talk to them on the phone. You know, there's there's enough houses to go around. I'm not worried about it. Okay, okay. Right. Real estate, Nate. Thank you so much for your time. If someone gets some more information from you, how can they get in contact with you? Um, I got, uh, a couple places they can, they can reach me. I got, uh, at Nathan Payne official is my Instagram at Nathan Payne official. I have my YouTube channel, um, that I drop a lot of good content on. It's a uh, Nathan Payne. If you just search Nathan Payne or Nathan Payne investor thrive, investorthrive.com. You know, I got some free training on there. Go on there. You get some free stuff on how to make money in real estate. And then I have a Facebook group called wholesaling real estate mastermind. It's you come in, I teach, you know, I can help you out, learn how to wholesale a little bit. So um, yeah, that's that's where they can reach me on any of those things, and I'll I'll be there. Awesome. Any books or anything? Any literature? Anybody can. I, you know what, man? I haven't written a book yet. Someone talked to me the other day about writing a book, and he wanted about eighteen thousand dollars to write it, and I was like, "That's a lot, bro." So uh, I might uh, might write a book in the future, but not right now. You said you did say yet, so <laughs> oh, yeah. we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that, guys. If you enjoyed uh, you enjoyed the show, and you want to hear more information about financial wealth and well being, please tune in next week. Where we'll be talking about what we're gonna be talking about next week, Armand. Man, we're gonna be talking about more business partnerships. So more just, business partnerships. And how we, about I didn't ruin it, guys? You didn't. Uh, you, hey, man, nah, not nah. to cover off the ball. You good? Uh, you can find me at the Real Mike Jones, uh, the Real Mike Jones, and Armand. Where can they reach you at, brother? Man, you, you can find me at croonfinancial.com, The Financial Effect. You can find me anywhere. Come look for me. Follow him, and he'll be at Ralph's too. Thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for listening to Money is Funny. Take care and be easy, and watch the palace.